Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. So instead of a clip this week, I wanted to come to you to talk to you about a Google Plus community that started this last week. It's up to 160 members now. Uh, It's for fans of incredulous, irreligiosophy, skeptics zone, cognitive dissonance, and like-minded podcasts. Uh, The people who put it together wanted to get a discussion board going, and they thought Google Plus was the best place to put it. A lot of these people frequent Google Plus, so uh, they already have somewhat of a community there. Unlike the Facebook page that we currently have where we send things out and we're uh, we're sort of front and center, cognitive dissonance posts are front and center, uh, and your posts, you have to sort of sort to find posts that are posted by people. Your posts here are front and center. So it's, it's a community based uh, with listeners of these podcasts and they share ideas and get into discussions and those sorts of things. So if you're interested in this, um, I think this is a probably a much better place to find people and to communicate with people uh, directly rather than communicating directly with us. The Facebook page and the Twitter feed right now and even the Cognitive Dissonance page on Google Plus are great ways to get in touch with us and send us stories and things like that. But if you're interested in uh, starting discussion and holding discussions on certain stories that we haven't posted, this might be a great option for you. So check it out. I'm going to put it on the notes for this episode. So all you have to do is just uh, just go to dissonancepod.com, click on this episode, episode 97, and uh, and you should be able to find the link directly to the Google Plus community. It's uh, it's you have to ask to join, but uh, all you have to do is ask it. They're just making sure that you're not a robot or something. And this should actually free us from any contractual obligations to mention Google Plus again on our show in perpetuity. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 98. No, it's not. Fuck you, really? No, you you messed up last week. It was 96. Fuck you. I want it to be 98. You it's closer. You skipped over 96. 96 now we're doing can suck two 97s one. in a row, God damn it. God, really? Did I do that? Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't add one yeah. to a number. <laughs> it's Where are you looking anyway that you're getting? Who looks at these things? You're just guessing. I just figured, look, I've guessed 96 fucking times before I got it wrong. I just want to point out real quick on the Google fucking doc that we have both open on our computer what fucking episode it is. The one that says notes episode 97. (laughs) The one that I'm (laughs) Oh, my God. Look. I have no excuse. It's going to be a long show. It's always going to uh, be a long show. I can't believe I did that, really. 
Holy shit! Yeah, man, that's it's, fucking. It's ninety-seven again because we weren't as we weren't as happy with ninety-seven as we could be. That's the gooberest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually a grown man that's employed and owns a home. <laughs> I can't, can't count to a hundred well. It's okay. I can't operate anything. Yeah. I can't Tom operate. Tom has a hard life. time around ninety six and ninety seven when he gets to it. Those are the difficult numbers. I gotta teach my like. I got a kindergartner. I gotta teach him to count to hundred and be like ninety five. I don't know ninety seven. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Allah This story comes from syndicated news services. Breaking news from around the world to your neighborhood. Canadian terror suspect decries charges in hearing. I love this fucking story. I, this this cracked me up. Um, basically, this dude whose name is fucking unpronounceable by man or beast, Cheheb Ezegahire. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. Oh, I did. Nailed it. <laughs> he had a plot to blow up a train. There's a. He was foiled. Foiled again to blow up a train fucking snidely whiplash style. <laughs> I hear he also had a damsel tied to the rails, too. Well, they caught him because he was twirling his mustache. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mustache profiling. Oh, that's awesome, man. It's because he had one of those. He had an all-black suit on with a black top hat. And you know, you just know what they're, how bad they're. You just know. Well, you know, it was easy to catch him because he was the black spy. So they just sent the white spy to catch him. Um, but he's, you know, in Canada, they, they busted this guy and they, they brought him up on charges of, you know, trying to blow up a train. Right. And he basically said that all these conclusions are based on a criminal code, which wasn't based on the Koran. Right. So he's like refusing to recognize the authority of the court, which doesn't work. <laughs> How's that going for you, big guy? (laughs) It's like, imagine when you were in school, right? Like anybody who got bullied, (laughs) anybody who got bullied in your life can appreciate this. Imagine if you were in one of those bully circles, right? Where you've got like six big dudes and they're pushing you back and forth. And you're doing that thing where you're getting pushed around. You're like, ah, someone's going to get tired of pushing and take a swing. And then I'm going to get beat up. I know how this works. And all of a sudden you were like, I don't recognize your authority to push me around. They're still going to push you around. <laughs> they have all the power. You have none of the power. Right. What's his plan here? What's the next stuff? I mean, well, you know, obviously he's going to go to pound me in the ass prison. Because, I mean, right. what, what's the other option? Just be like, oh, you don't recognize it? Shit. Bailiff, can you t- can you uncuff him and just right. let him go? <laughs> let him up. Just let him go. I mean, fuck. We didn't realize he didn't fucking recognize our laws. But, and, and like they're gonna look around, and be like, did somebody ask him before you arrested him if he recognized the sovereignty and authority of our laws? And no, fucking, you didn't even ask. There's there's some uh, fucking whack jobs out there who take their cameras out and uh, 
they'll walk down like streets with like loaded AK-47s in the United States just to get harassed by cops so they could spout their rights at the cops. Right. And then they videotape it. There's a bunch of these people out there, right? They like they call themselves like free men or something. No, and they like say that they don't recognize the courts of the United States and things like that. And one of the things that they say is that, you know, like they, they know the Constitution or at least parts of it pretty well. And some legal statutes pretty well. So then they, they spout off about this stuff. But there was a guy who was in a courthouse and he wanted to go in and see the judge and he has camera. And the, the bailiff or whoever the dude is is not letting him in. He's like, you cannot come in with the camera. He's like, why? Are you going to do something to me in there? He's like, no, the camera's just not allowed. And he's like, well, I'm going to go past. He's like, no, you're not, sir. You're not going to get in here with the camera. He's like, why? I'm allowed to film in there. He's like, no, you're not allowed to film in there. And no, you're not going to take the camera in there. And then the guy, this, this whack job is like, well, I'm going to go past. And he takes a step in. Guy puts his hand on his chest, pulls out a taser and electrocutes him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you may not respect the authority of the bailiff, but you respect the authority of the fucking taser. You know, like, there's a certain point where recognizing that you have suddenly have the short end of the stick, it's just better just to be like, hey, can my prosecutor do a better job of this than I can? Or the prosecutor. Can my defendant do better a better job of this than I can? Chances are, yeah, they could probably do a little better job of this than you can. So, Shut the fuck up, what uh, your fucking crazy name, sir. Be quiet, <laughs> Shabib, or whatever your name is. And let the guy who's defending you say what he needs to say so that you don't get fucking completely destroyed by the prosecutor. Yeah, I, I, it, it, you know, saying like, hey, I've thumped my holy book. Yeah. My holy book says... I can blow up trains in your country. Yeah. No one's going to believe that. No one, that's not, it, how, are, how do you even think that that's going to be a convincing argument? I mean, you're in trouble here. You've got you've to try to talk your way out of it, right? You have, you're fucking busted. You've got to say like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't really going to blow up that train. It was just like, a, you know, it was more of like a mental exercise. Like, what would it be like if I blew up a train, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know blow how, your mind, man. Like, whoa. <laughs> you know how, like, guys will do? Be like, hey, man, let's plan the perfect crime. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but we're not actually going to commit the perfect crime. We're just going to, you plan know, it's it. all just like a mental exercise about blowing up a fucking Amtrak or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's, you, you can't instead be like, wrong holy book. I don't recognize your authority. That's immediately going to put people off. And you're already in jail. Yeah, you've already tried to explode something, which normally puts people off, too, it turns out. A lot of times they don't like that. They're not fans. You know, the one thing I wonder here, too, is like, don't a lot of people just not travel by rail anyway? Isn't rail in the States kind of dead? And I know that they're going from Canada to the United States or whatever, but I've, I've ridden a train in Canada, and it wasn't very much more crowded than it was when it was in the United States. It was pretty much the same thing. It's like blowing up an abandoned factory. I like, know, man. It's like, wow, man. <laughs> Great. You killed a security guard. You know what I mean? Like, that's the. It just seems like there's so much better targets out there. Why are you, why are you planning this one? It's it, it, seriously, it's low rent dollar store fucking discount terrorism. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <Dollar store. laughs> Buy one, get one free terrorism. And, and right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I blew up a train and like you're trying to like brag about it to the other terrorists or like 
I blew up a train. They're like, a, a what? A train. Like, oh, what, did you go back in time to 1885 when fucking trains were relevant, motherfucker? Roll up a form of mass transportation. Yeah. Well, then, then, like, he gets all his explosives from the dollar store. So he he pulls them out. He's like, D4? What the fuck is D4? (laughs) None of the batteries hold enough charge to explode. (laughs) TNN? What the heck is this? That's not the same thing at all. It's in like a it's in a mock wrapper. It looks just like TNT. <laughs> it's like what I first thought when I thought Sierra Mist. I'm like, that's Mountain Dew. You just you just use different words. Like you chose a mountain word <laughs> and a dew word. And a dew word. Right. And you just Huh? Yeah. Really? This was to a desired end to track down a bad guy or an alleged but bad here's guy. The, but here's here's the distinct here's the distinction, Neil. I've never argued against any technology being used when you have an imminent threat, an active crime going on. If someone comes out of a liquor store with a weapon and $50 in cash, I don't care if a drone kills him or a policeman kills him. But it's different if they want to come fly over your hot tub or your yard just because they want to do surveillance on everyone and they want to watch your activity. So see, so this story is from Real Clear Politics. Um, Senator Rand Paul... I'm not against using drones to find criminals. Um, This story comes uh, hot on the heels of the the, the use of, uh, like, infrared technologies and what have you um, within the helicopter to find the guy who's hiding in the boat, Um, you know, the the Boston bomber, marathon bomber guy. Um, And uh, Rand Paul, um, Rand Paul actually comes out and says... If someone comes out of a liquor store with a weapon and $50 in cash, I don't care if a drone kills him or a policeman kills him. And I thought, well, geez, I certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) I care in both cases, it turns out. I don't think we should be killing people with $50 who rob a liquor store. Like, that's not a capital offense. It seems, I mean, it's so funny, too, because the idea here is that is that we, we're okay with flying drones around to injure people. I mean, at least he seems to be okay with that. Like, we don't have attack helicopters in the States. When you uh, see, it's a surveillance helicopter. It's not like it's a fucking, it's not a Huey or what are those, you know, fuck. it's not Airwolf. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a, just Air a regular, yeah, it's not fucking, you know, Air you don't have Wolf. Ernest Borgnine behind, like, fucking Airwolf, like, flying around. It's not that at all. It's just a fucking surveillance helicopter. I understand privacy rights, and I understand what people are worried about, but right now, we have, in major metropolitan cities, a, basically a drone... It's just a fucking man drone. It's a helicopter that can see things. Like it can, it has a spotlight. It has the, you know, the heat signature thing, and it can see things. I've seen it on fucking cops in major metropolitan areas. There's sure. like fucking forty of them fucking Atlanta. This is this is a reality of the world we live in. Uh, you can't you can't expect that that's going to go away. So if it was unmanned and it was just some thing flying around, you know, some major metropolitan area or some not so major metropolitan area, I still wouldn't care because there's already things flying and looking down on us. So I don't know what the big deal is. The thing that that bothers me is that they're both so flippant about people's lives. Yeah, I know. It's it's one thing to have a surveillance aircraft, right? I mean, surveillance aircraft, like you're saying, it's like, well, we already have surveillance aircraft. 
we have surveillance everything else, right? When cops drive around on the street, they're doing surveillance. Yeah. They're just they're just at the ground level. So putting a cop in an airplane or in a helicopter or sitting at a control desk somewhere flying a drone, basically flying around with a camera, okay, fine. But flying around with a camera and then shooting missiles at burglars, that's a different story. <laughs> Dude, it's like, like, like how much crazy. money is the missile? I know. It's you know, like, he stole fifty dollars. Some dude steals fifty bucks. Like yeah. he got, he's got fifty bucks. He's got two twenties, a five, and five fucking singles in his yeah. pocket, right? And somebody's gonna shoot him with a robot airplane. <laughs> Something's wrong here. I mean, I, I, I know that I'm over but something is wrong here. Fine. Track the guy down. Radio in so that a cop can come and arrest the guy. But don't just Here's the, the other thing, from though. the sky. Here's the other thing. Like, let's just, let's just make it the worst offense. Let's say it's murder. Sure. Chances are he's a suspect. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like he's a suspect in no. murder. No. He's a suspect in this case. You're, you're wrong. He's innocent until proven blown up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like trial by explosive. I know. He's a witch. How do we know he's a witch? He blew up when we shot a missile at him. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Fuck you. That's crazy. Everyone is a witch. They're all witches. Everyone is a witch. You're surrounded by witches. <laughs> how would somebody say, how could you be... A small government Republican would be I like, "I know that's the thing is it's uh, fucking Rand Paul. We gotta shoot missiles at burglars. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it would be. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I, he didn't specifically say missiles. It could have been like a 50 cal machine gun. Right? <laughs> In recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing." If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. If a person supports organizations which reflect communist teachings or organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. If a person defends the activities of communist nations while consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States, she may be a communist. If a person does all these things over a period of time, he must be a communist. So this story is from rightwingwatch.org. Schlafly, who's got an awesome name, reinstate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Eagle Forum founder and Joseph McCarthy admirer Phyllis Schlafly is using the Boston Marathon bombings as an excuse to push for the reinstatement of the House Committee on Un-American Activities. And she's not even being subtle. She says in a quote, it would be useful to reinstate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Uh, it's hard to misconstrue that. Right. It's not like somebody saying, well, you know, she's really implying. Yeah. But she didn't fucking imply it. No. She basically just came out and was like, you know, we should have McCarthyism because it worked during. No, wait. No, that was a horrible, horrible fucking blotch on our history. How, how, how are some people so poorly versed, Cecil? 
in American history that they can look back and be like, man, let's get that McCarthyism back. And while we're at it, let's put the Japanese back in internment camps because, you know, fuck it. But do you know who McCarthyism worked for is the people that were doing the witch hunts, right? I mean, that's who it worked for. And I think that that's what she's she's hearkening back to here. She's saying, you know, we need to take these jihadists and uh, she says dupes of violent Muslim indoctrination or in old communist lingo, fellow travelers or useful idiots. And basically she wants to have a look at them. Right. And it's like, you know. There's a reason why is because there's no danger of her or anybody that she knows is going to be called up in these sort of, uh, you know, un-American activities uh, probes. You know what I mean? Because one, she's in power. You know what I mean? She's the type of person of course, who, would, right. you know, who is she's on top of this. So yeah. for her to call other people un-American is a great I mean, think, think imagine, Tom. If this did some some fucking by some fucking, you know, complete brain death of everyone in fucking office, this went through again. Ugh. Like there was some possibility that something like this could happen again. What could this do to a political party? Because if oh, you're the yeah. one in power, right. let's say the House starts deciding right. who goes and you get the people who are in power in the House, you start calling up all these people and questioning. I mean, how many people in the, in the United States could you just question and just bad things could just come out just from questioning? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened during the McCarthy era. You know, you didn't have to even be found guilty of being associated with the communist party. You're guilty by association. Sure. You're, you know, your name becomes... Uh, slandered just by being called up in front of the committee, you know, and suddenly it's hard for you to find a job. Suddenly it's hard for you, if you're a politician, to wield any significant amount of power to get reelected. Imagine how much hay a political action committee would be able to have with, you know, reelect Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo was called up three times for reporting in front of the House of Uncommittee, you know, Un-American Activity Committee. You know, what don't we know about Joe Schmo? You know, it's like yeah, no, it's you true. can it writes itself. Yeah. It's fucking so ridiculous. You just need a better voice than mine to voice over that yeah. shit. <laughs> it's true. It's absurd, you know. I mean, and and this is really all just saying, you know, if you look at who she's worried about, um, so we can have a look at those in our midst who may be jihadists, dupes of violent Muslim indoctrination, or fellow travelers or useful idiots, like you said. I mean, she's basically saying, like, brown people and people I don't like. Sure. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what she's saying right there. And there's, and there's a part of this, too, where she starts talking. She's like, for starters, why would our government have admitted the Sarnov? I don't know if I'm even saying there. I, I don't know. Fucking whatever. There's a T and an S in a row. And I don't know how to fucking say that. <laughs> an A-E-V. Yeah. There's a fu- A-E-V. <clears throat> what the fuck is that? I've. I've. Whatever. I've, whatever. The, the, the people, the, the, their name is T-S, whatever. You it's, know who they yeah, are. You know who they are. Um, whose son is named Tamaranian, Tamarian, Tamerlan, Tamerlan. Is that an L or an I? It's an L. Okay. Tamerlan. It says that should have been a red alert because that is the name of one of the world's most notorious mass murderers, a 14th century Central Asian warlord who killed about 17 million people. Like, well, we stop. You know what? When somebody has a name that's that's, you know, crazy, you're just like, oh, sorry. You know, whatever you, you can't. No matter what, for the rest of history, we can't name anybody that name. Nobody's ever named Adolf again. Right. No Josephs. Yeah, Joseph. Josephs. <laughs> exactly. You may you may either be related to Stalin 
or the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. We're not <laughs> sure which one. Very if true. you can't produce a Technicolor Dreamcoat, though, no America for you. Yeah. Sorry. You know, and and it's funny, too, because you were talking about the court of public public opinion, Tom, and it's so true. You know, look at all the people that get fucking called out. They get called out in the media. And then, you know, it's always the accusations on page one and the retractions on page five. Yeah, exactly. And and this is a perfect example of something like that. Somebody could be accused and then it's like, oh, well, we didn't find anything. Well, that's not news. So that shit doesn't get reported as well. You know, and that shit happens all the time. What happened during the Boston bombings? Like the the Reddit community came out yeah. and, and misreported, you know, a, a suspect in the in the Boston bombing, and yeah. it caused a lot of grief for that family. Like it caused a tremendous amount of grief. In fact, I think that student turned up dead the other day. He did. He was he was he left like a like a suicide note and then disappeared. Well, then they found his body, but they found it after the Boston bombing, so they thought he was part of it because he he had the same nose. Sure, and he disappeared. So that's so it's obviously one of the guys, and then they went fucking crazy because people fucking wildly speculate like crazy, and it's just you know there's no vetting of any information. It's just one dude said it, so therefore it's true. I mean, you just watched. I was watching. Uh, it was so funny because I was watching. Uh, I was watching Reddit during that time, and there'd be mm-hmm. like there'd be like images on the front page of Reddit. Before the FBI released any images. And those images had a bunch of people that were watching the, the race. And these people had bags. And they started circling them. And look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look, doesn't this guy look suspicious? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And you're like, don't you think the FBI has already fucking collected a bunch of shit and knows exactly who the fuck they're going to look for? And you know what turns out? Yeah, they did. And so they fucking basically read it, pegged like four or five people that weren't even remotely involved in this. In fact, one of the, you know, a couple of the people got falsely accused and harassed because of it. And you're just like, you know, we got to stop that kind of witch hunt mentality. And that's what I think this story is exactly that. It's like this witch hunt mentality that we're just going crazy lately with this stuff. And it's, you know, you just got to fucking simmer down a little. No, and it's trying to ensconce that, right? It's trying to say, like, let's open that back up. Let's make that a committee. Yeah, let's keep. Let's make that fucking policy. Right. And uh, what I heard, and I don't know how true this is, and I don't again because I don't know where I'm. I'm actually reading this. I don't know if it's a fucking credible news source because at this day and age, you don't even know if the news sources are credible because they're just ripping stuff off the front page of Reddit and running with it. But uh, but I, I thought I read that the FBI released the photos earlier than they had wanted to release the photos because there was so much wild speculation on the fucking social media sites. That wouldn't surprise me even a little bit. Because they they could have gotten them without them knowing who they were, right? They could have gotten them because they, they could have figured out probably on their own who they were much faster and more efficiently. And... They had to release them because people were fucking pulling their pitchforks out. Yeah, well, you know, there, there's a there's a benefit to be sure to crowdsourcing an investigation like that, right? But the crowd has to behave responsibly. You can crowdsource an investigation like that if the crowd waits for the FBI to release credible information. Here's some vetted information. Here's the people we're looking for. Here's, you know, high quality, reasonably high resolution images of the people, you know, release that information. That works. That's that's a, that's an efficient way to to put help water, you know, uh, most wanted posters out into the world. You know, it's fast. It's efficient. It's better than hanging them up in the post office. But 
the crowd has to behave responsibly. And, and you know, the unfortunate reality is that crowds don't have a history. They don't have a very good record of behaving responsibly. Um, and putting something like the House, you know, Committee on Un-American Activities and putting that into play and saying like, well, hey, let's let's try to root out jihadists in our midst. Um, well, that kind of operates on the assumption that there's jihadists in our midst. And certainly there are people who wish ill will toward, you know, America and society and Canada and, you know, many other nations for sure. But when the solution becomes a witch hunt. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you certainly need to, to pause and reconsider. Is this the best way to get this accomplished? And I, I'm, I'd be very surprised if that was, in fact, the best way to accomplish our goals. Did you hear anything in there that convinces you? Um, <laughs> you asked, uh, Dan, what I meant by woo-woo. That is the very embodiment of woo-woo. So, Cecil, this story is from The Guardian. Um, UK businessman found guilty of selling fake bomb detectors to Iraq. Jim McCormick made millions of pounds. Now, for Americans, that's a form of money. Um, (laughs) um, Selling completely ineffectual devices based on a novelty golf ball finder. This motherfucker sold millions and millions of dollars worth of fake bomb detectors that were no better than fucking dowsing rods. Um, they're just absolute garbage. They're they're just junk. They're literally just junk. <laughs> if you crack them open, there's no, like, power source. Right. They're, they're just powered by imagination. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's powered by nothing because it does nothing. How does this get fucking – who vetted this? What that's – millions of dollars went into this. This guy had to have – you know, you got to think like it's not just one guy at this point. You know, you're talking this guy has a sales staff. This guy's got accountants. He's got bookkeepers. He's got – I mean this is a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. And, and nobody pauses and says, I'd like to see one of these fucking things work. Yeah, well, I, from what it says in here, he fucking bribed the shit out of people to make sure they made it over there. But, you know, the part of me thinks, isn't there some side of kind of safeguards in your country to stop people from doing that? Yeah, well, and, and how are you bribed? I mean, I know that money greases a lot of wheels. I do. But we're talking, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. We are talking life and death. This man is directly, not indirectly, responsible for the deaths of who knows how many people? Because who knows how many of these bomb detectors didn't go off when there was a bomb? And everybody, you know, they didn't have other safety procedures in place. They had this in place. This is the procedure that they had in place. This is the device that people, you know, this would be like selling bulletproof vests full of jello. I mean, this is that bad. It's that fucking bad. It's. It's an evil act, and people's lives were lost because of this. For sure lost. Not maybe lost, not probably lost, but fucking for sure lost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How fucking cynical and money-hungry do you have to be to be like, I'll sell out my countrymen for some dough? This isn't him, but it's a former colleague of his says, told the BBC he saw them set up accounts in false names for 15 Iraqi officials. He said, they don't care if people live or die. The only thing they care about is how much... Uh, I am going to get back, cash back. 
And, you know, like like this guy, he didn't he didn't give two fucks whether people died over there. And, you know, here's the thing about selling something like this. It's not like they're not ever going to encounter bombs. You know what I mean? Like like when we talk about their, you know, their fucking pet rock or the fucking rock with the tiger. Right, right. It's like, yeah, chances are you're never going to encounter a tiger. Yeah. So it's okay. Like, you know, I mean, I understand you're fucking fleecing people, but this is, uh, this is, they were looking for a useful device to save lives. This is not a fucking joke, man. No, it's like selling fake antibiotics. Yeah. You know, it's like, we know somebody's sick here. You know, this is Iraq. This is not a place where bombs don't go off. And, And to sell these things is, I mean, it's, it's just so bad. It's just such a fucking cold-hearted, cynical, evil fucking thing to do. Could you, you think you could try him for war crimes? I don't know. I I would think, I would think you could try this guy. I mean, I'm not fucking around. I would think this guy could be tried for murder. I, I mean, maybe how is he not an accessory? If those, if those were given to anybody in the British armed forces, he could feasibly be charged with, uh, well, I don't know, treason. But certainly, with their their live and da- their their endangerment, man, I don't think treason's a stretch. He knows they're fake. Yeah, he knows that they're fake, and as a res- as a direct result of these things being used, people fucking explode. I mean, fraud is what he got charged with. It's, it's not enough. That's not enough. It's not, and and the and the potential sentence for this guy, it's not enough. You know, I think they were talking like he'd get like nine years. Nine years. You know, like the thing is, is he has a fucking seven million pounds. Where does that, does that all get confiscated then? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, he's got, he's got homes. He's got assets. I'm sure that if he's got any kind of brain at all, you know, he's squirreled away any number of, of, of assets so that when he gets out, he's still a rich motherfucker. That's injustice, man. It is. Fraud? Fraud's not enough. People died. I mean, like, when people die, it's not fucking fraud anymore. Yeah. It has fucking surpassed fraud on a fucking deep and fundamental level. So we're going to take a break and give you all the opportunities you need to contact us. Esme, this is for you. Our phone number will be included. And we are posting to Google Plus we now. We are now. Um, because it's Yay. easy. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, listener, who told us how to do that. And we'll return in just a moment for the rest of the show. Want to contact Cognitive Dissonance? Visit them on Facebook. You can find the link at the website dissonancepod.com or type it in the Facebook search bar. Be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. Their handle is at dissonance underscore pod. The guys also post to Google Plus now, too, so check them out there. And if you'd like to email them, you can do so at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog at their webpage or give them a call at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long-distance rates apply. And to everyone who listens, shares, retweets, or rates the show, Cognitive Dissonance would like to cordially thank you for all of your fucking support. So, Cecil, this story comes from the venerable news source yourjewishnews.com angry mob undresses woman and rip her clothing and rip her not rips her clothing but and rip her so weird and rip her clothing after she dressed provocatively 
Um, this is a story coming out of Kenya. Um, basically, a, a woman was spotted walking down the street, and an angry mob decided her dress was too short. And they did the only sensible thing. They stripped her ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was offensive. She was offending them with she her nudity. Offensive. So, so they, they made, made her, her more nude. nude. Yeah, they nuded <laughs> her. They, they re-nuded her. It was... And the joke was on them because she was still wearing like nude color stockings. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't know. The best part of this article is obviously the picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got you cannot wear a shorter skirt than that. That is that skirt is unbelievable. And it's it's so funny because this it's got a picture of a woman in a mini skirt, and mini does not begin to describe. No, it looks like a belt. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a belt with little frills on it. I can cuff a pant leg, <laughs> and it is more denim material than this skirt. Yeah. It, the, the, and it says underneath it in the caption, woman in miniskirt. As right. if anybody was going to read this article and be like, I don't know what a miniskirt is. If only there was some sort of image, some sort of picture <laughs> that could else. convey. Yeah. I know. I don't. I've been Googling miniskirt. Right. And nothing comes up. I love the idea that they stripped her naked. I mean, I think that this is, you know, this is obviously, uh, you know, this is the prudishness that comes with um, the that level of religiosity that the fundamentalists have. Right. right. There's that prudishness that comes along with it. And it's 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 visible in both uh, visible in a lot of different religions, specifically the two major ones we talk about all the time are. Uh, it's visible in Islam and it's visible in Christianity, um, especially like evangelical Christianity, that sort of thing. Obviously, there's there's something to be said about about you know how awful it is to be um, to be subjected to a public derobing, because I think that that is you know I mean they, they're practically raping the girl. Oh yeah, I they're mean, throwing is... her on the ground. They're derobing her. They're, yeah. they're they're publicly humiliating her. Um, I'm sure it, it wasn't a gentle derobing either. Oh, you right, derobing. Where she, I'm sure she was injured or or at least pushed around a, enough to get it off because they tore the garments away from her body. Now I wear garments every day. <laughs> they do You're not garment tear wearer, away from you? my body. So you wear you wear garments on the regular then? That's like a thing. That's a normal thing for that me. you do. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to know what I do at home. That's, <laughs> I don't. You're no. right. I fucking don't. No. Yeah. And and somebody came by afterwards um, who witnessed the incident and, and gave her a dress so she could go home. Because otherwise she couldn't even put her clothes back on. They were destroyed. Like, they destroyed her clothes. And you, you have fucked up your society when you're like, oh, man, we can't have women walking around not dressed appropriately. Because if we see that. We will take all of their clothes off. That is how we treat our women here. That's how we want. That's the way. That's the way women know their place. This is a place pudding, is what oh, this action yeah, it is. is. Absolutely. This is yeah. a shut your fucking mouth and know your place. And if you don't know your place, we'll put you in it. Yeah. That's what this is. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you could tell that they were mad that she told them no. Right. Oh yeah. You know Absolutely. they said you should you shouldn't dress like that, and she was probably like piss off, and they right. fucking they beat her and they stripped her yeah. because because of it. Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? 
It's Jesus. So this story comes from leadership. That's it. Just leadership. Pastor in court for allegedly stealing female church members' underwear. This story is out of Nigeria. A uh, Nigerian pastor um, stole two pants, one bra, and $10,000 of Nigerian money, which is like, I don't know, 75 cents. They never even mentioned the money. It's got to be a tiny sum, Cecil, because they never even mention it in the article. The whole article is all about stealing the pants, the bra, the money that's like, nah, they took 10000 It's only 10000 It's like a candy bar. It's like a Nigerian candy bar. I don't know what that <laughs> is exactly. Candy bar? It's like a sad, unhappy candy bar. Oh, no. It's full of oil. It's just like <laughs> oil from the, this thing's from like the shell. From, from the shell corporation right. that's down there. Um, it's got a blood diamond in it. And, you know, this guy is getting, it's got a blood diamond in it. <laughs> it's like nugget. It's crunchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On the wrapper, if you want to call the complaint, it's a 419 it's number. It's a 419 number to call. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to call a complaint, but then I had to send him ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like, I had to I wear a fish on my head. For I didn't a have while. any more pocket change. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have to say that this guy's getting a lot of slack. Like he's he's getting a lot of flack around there for stealing these undergarments from this woman. But he he had a good excuse. He did. He needed them so that he could pray for her. You can't properly pray for somebody unless you have their underpants. I have prayed for so many people. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, I got to read this because I don't even understand what it means. Um, the two lines down from that, Tom, it says, the accused always send her text messages threatening to eliminate her on or before August ending. Yeah, why doesn't that's perfectly clear? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why don't? What is it that you're? Maybe I'm. <laughs> I'm a little unclear on the all of it. I don't. It, it seems yeah. perfectly yeah. readable. What's there. the August ending? <laughs> what is it? Do your books close? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the end of the fiscal year. That's, that's I was gonna so say. I got to make sure we're going to eliminate her before the end of the fiscal year. Uh, I commit all of my murders in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, I like to make sure that. We, you know, like I just, I just want to make sure that I'm going into the second half of the year clean. Right. You know, my investors prefer it that way. It, it really helps the portfolio. Yeah. They, it's such a strange, bizarre article, and it's so strangely written and obviously translated. Yeah. It's, so, it's so bizarre. Well, you um, know, finding panties, finding panties from somebody, you know, and then he's like, at first he's like, he doesn't admit to it, and then he's like, okay, but I just wanted to pray for her. Like, they convinced him finally to admit to yeah. the panty sniffing. I, I got the panties. And he's like, okay. I wanted to pray for her. I just wanted to pray for her. And I wanted to inhale the scent of her genitalia <laughs> I did it. Well, you know, what they're not reporting, and this is unfair to him, is that he does minister at the Church of Animal House. So the panty raid is a sacred... <laughs> <laughs> it's a sacrament. It is. You it's know? One of the, yeah, it's... It's it happens. They they drink the wine, they eat the wafer, and then they sniff the panties. Right. I mean, this they is you know they don't even have the incense thing. They just wrap a panty in a ball and they wave <laughs> that around. That's what they do there. Their baptismal font is fucking disgusting. Oh, though you don't even want to go. It's got fucking when your baptismal font has chlamydia, you just want to stay away from it. You're a dick. Oh. 
green eyes. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This story comes from Gay Star News. Ex-gay leader says, sorry for harm caused, still gay. John Polk, the former chairman of Exodus International, has apologized for saying that religion will cure homosexuality. Turns out homosexuality isn't cured by religion. Sometimes, though, the opposite is true. Um, This guy says that he was cured of his sexuality. No, still gay. That's so sad. I mean, it's so sad that it's coming out now because... In 1999, the former couple wrote a book called Love One Out, How God's Love Helped Two People Leave Homosexuality and Find Each Other. I mean, we're talking, you know, he's coming out now and saying this, but this is, you know, 14 years worth of damage. Oh, yeah. no. I, I mean, mean, there's people there's people who yeah. buy into this, who oh, probably countless, read yeah. his book right. and said, I can help my loved one get past this thing because all you have to do is believe in God hard enough. And that hard-on goes away. Right. Right. Well, and this is a guy that, like, it says he appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America. He was on the cover of Newsweek. Like, this, this, was, not, this was not a quiet belief. This was not a quiet, personally held belief that, uh, you know, it turns out I, you know, I gave that a whirl. I felt conflicted about my, you know, my sexuality, and I, I thought my faith would help me through it. It turns out it didn't. There's no story there. There's no story. It wouldn't make the show. Who cares? It wouldn't make any any newspaper. Wouldn't make any news source. the The point is, this guy put pressure on the public by his public appearances. He, you know, came out into the world and he said, you know, there are these urges. They're wrong. They're biblically, uh, you know, immoral. You can change them. Here's how. There's a method. You can. You can be different. And for all of those people who grow up being evangelized to and indoctrinated with a bullshit worldview that teaches them that the way that they are is wrong, is immoral, is going to cast their eternal soul into hell. All of those people, not all of them, but many of those people who see a message like this, they get a false hope that their salvation and their soul is can be fixed and all they have to do is fundamentally change their sexuality which he teaches them as possible and not only is it a lie for him it's a lie across the board and how many of these people felt failed felt like failures themselves lost that sense of hope i mean this is this is real damaging shit and he's still gay the more people i think that eventually get caught in this way. And you know that pastor, that guy who was getting the the crystal meth in the Oh yeah, the tranny the, handy. Yeah, the <laughs> um you know what I'm talking about, but that Haggard, guy yeah, yeah, yeah Haggard, Haggard, that's it. Yeah. You know, the more of these guys get caught doing this sort of thing cuz this guy it says a couple years after he released that book, he was photographed in Washington gay bars and lost his job because sexuality is important to human beings. Right. Because there's, you know, no matter how hard you try, it's hard to mask your sexuality. You know, like, it'd be like if I was masquerading as a gay man and, you know, I'd always be on the lookout for women. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'd always be on the lookout sure. to, like, try to spot a woman and, you know, try to see what she looked like. And I'd be watching, you know, as many women in movies and pornography as I could find. And the same thing's true for them. They're masquerading as heterosexuals, and they look for men and, and a homosexual pornography and places where homosexuals congregate because it, there's just nothing you can do to disconnect yourself from your sexuality. And, sure. and it's going to take over parts of your life. It's just going to take it over if you keep on suppressing it. And we need to get past the point where we give a fuck about where you put your penis and where you put your vagina and where you put your mouth and where you put your ass. Who gives a shit? Parts of your body, I don't care. You shouldn't care either. We need to get past it so people stop living these lives that are lies and that hurt other people. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. See, so this story comes from Seattle Pie, the most delicious news source in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Second child of Pennsylvania couple dies after only praying. Um, so the same couple loses a child. They get... Basically, uh, you know, they get busted for it. They had they had a kid. Their kid died from bacterial pneumonia. Um, all they did was pray over the kid. So, you know, that obviously doesn't fucking work out. And it happens for them again. Again, they've got seven more kids, Cecil. How many of them have to die? I mean, at some point, it's just going to be like, mm, you're going to be one left. You're going to be like fucking Jet Li the one. You can have all the powers of the dead. All the other powers of all the other kids. It's just fucking ridiculous. They lost an eight month old son last week after he suffered from diarrhea and breathing problems for a week and stopped eating. Oh, God. For a week. Now, you know, kids get sick. You know, little kids get sick. They just, they're fucking petri dishes. They walk around, they have immature immune systems and bad hygiene. You know what I mean? Like, they get sick. But your kid doesn't have diarrhea and breathing problems for a week without you seeking medical attention. And when the kid isn't eating food, and you don't seek medical attention, you just pray, and you already lost a kid from this? It's real hard to feel sympathetic. I kind of, you know what, I kind of feel like unsympathetic to the fucking people who hopefully lost their job over not paying more attention or closer attention to these people after they've already had a child that died. Because in my opinion, the DCFS chapter there should have done more. Uh, I think that this is a, this is absolutely abhorrent. This is this is so fucking below where we should be as a society. You know, I mean, like they've already lost one. There's a fucking track record here. Right. It's not like it's not like we're we're. You know, even if it's the first time, it's awful and horrible and whatever. But you've already lost a kid. So there's not somebody. They don't have a fucking social worker assigned to them or something. Somebody who's going to come by on regular visits and just be like, uh, have you been taking your kids to the doctor? You know, and, and should we have to do that anyway? Should that be a function of something that we, you know, like, should we pay a person to do that? Shouldn't we be considering maybe taking their children away when you have a children die from neglect? You know, because I if if the, if the kid died in any other way, let's say the kid was neglected in some horrible other way, like they didn't feed him. Let's say they just they just chose not to feed one of their children, because when he comes right down to it, 
you know, what are the basics of essential life? Food, medical attention, and shelter. So let's say they they took one of their kids and made them sleep outside or took one of their kids and didn't give them food. You know, chances are all the rest of their fucking kids would have been snapped up and put into foster care. They wouldn't have been like, oh, well, you get probation instead. But instead, because we have this weird idea that just, you know, well, some people believe some crazy stuff. You know, some people believe that you should be able to abuse your children, but we don't let them do it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's no. You're you're you know you're absolutely right. The only reason that this this had an, an, a chance to have a second go round is because the the first time it happened, even though they were censored for it, even though they were busted for it, they were busted short change. You know, it's like all right, well, we'll fucking shake our finger at them, yeah, and we'll tell them no, no, no. Everybody's sorry you lost a kid. Everybody's sorry. Well, it's very we're tragic. So, it's a you know. fucking real tragedy. <clears throat> you're so fucking stupid. You didn't take your kid to the fucking doctor here's 10 years fucking probation well and you know cecil it's, it's it's funny that you say that too because you read this article and i actually read a couple of articles about this and you, you read this article and everybody is saying like oh it's a real tragedy for the parents it's a real Fuck tragedy that. for the parents it's not a tragedy for the fucking parents they got exactly what they wanted what they wanted was to trust in their savior what they wanted was to trust that their god would make a fucking decision if one of their kids got sick Right. That's what you're saying. You're saying when you're praying to your God, you're saying, God, what I'm really saying here is, you know, best. Yeah. So if the kid lives or the kid dies, that's your call. You're the God. I'm just the guy who's not a God. And if the kid dies, that means God wanted your fucking kid back. He fucking released him into the earth too soon or whatever. That means I don't know what that fucking nonsense (laughs) is, but, you know. But that's you can't even question that shit if you have that worldview. You have to be like, well, that's a good. That's what God did. I prayed for it. That's the answer. Fucking wanted the kid back. He got the fucking kid back. So where's the tragedy for the parents? There's no tragedy. Doesn't exist. You know what? If what if these people were Satanists, Tom? Yeah, I know. Right. What I, if? Yeah. What if instead of Christians they were Satanists yeah. or they were Wiccans or something? Right. Chances are all those fucking kids after the first kid would have been fucking swept up. Oh, immediately. Because your fucking deity happens to be something that a few more people believe in. Now it's now we got to be like, oh, well, we got to respect their wishes. We got to respect their wishes. You know, I, I, I stand by it. I think, you know, that this it's, it was a mistake to give him the kids back. A poor a poor kid. How old was he? Eight months? Eight months old. Yep. Eight months old. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, he's just a shitting machine. He's just a fucking <laughs> screaming shitting machine. And, you know, when you know, when the kid just keeps crying and isn't eating. Could you imagine? I mean, I don't have a kid. Right. I've never had a kid. But I have, I have strong connection to the pets I've had in my life. And let me tell you, when my cat doesn't eat for a couple days and I know it, that cat goes to the vet immediately. I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to it. Are you that fucking devoid of all sense that you don't just be like, hey, man, I'm going to be praying. But you know what? God, you ain't coming through. So it's time to fucking take the act, take the bull by the horns, get some fucking action going and get something going. Get a fucking IV in this kid, whatever, until you make your divine decision. We're going to do what we can down here. But instead, it's just this fucking namby-pamby, throw your fucking arms to the sky, hope for the best, and your kid's dead. And you would think, what else does your God have to do to show you he doesn't give a shit about you? Yeah, no kidding, he already right? killed you one kid of yours. Yeah. Right? You were already like, 
all right, I prayed, and I really wanted that first kid to get better. But instead, he died. I got another kid who's sick. You know what? God kind of fucked me over on the last one, you know? It's like, imagine anybody else in your life that did that, right? If you were like, hey, um, if somebody came to you and was like, hey, can I borrow some money? And you're like, yeah, all right, I'll loan you some money. And then you loan them the money, and then they don't pay you back. And then a few years later, they're like, hey, can I borrow some money? And you're like, you didn't fucking loan me back the first. Like, I'm not retarded. What are you you talking about? No. You already killed one of your kids. It's like giving your kid to a murderer to babysit. (laughs) Right? And then you come home and you're like, how's the baby? I fucking killed him. Oh, I really wish you wouldn't have done that. All right, now I'm going to give you one more chance. (laughs) I have seven of them. God is not little bunny foo-foo, right? (laughs) You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So see, so this story is from NBCNews.com. Animal chiropractors adjust elephants, guinea pigs, even snakes. And what I like about the snakes one is their whole body is vertebra. Yeah. It's just, they're just, their whole body is vertebra. That's how they move. What are you adjusting on a snake? What are you adjusting on a guinea pig? For God? A guinea pig is a food animal. Yeah. It's a guinea nature's pig burrito. Is awesome. How the fuck do you even know the guinea pig's in pain? Right. Like, I got to take my guinea pig. I have a, I actually have a guinea pig. 15 feet from where I'm sitting right now. I bought my kid a guinea pig. He doesn't care about it at all. I want to eat it. My wife won't let me. The, <laughs> I really do. I want to fucking... Your dog wants to eat it, too. The dog wants to eat it so bad. What? It just it just sits in a cage and poos. Like, that's all that it does. <laughs> what would you take it? You would take it to the chiropractor and be like, is it sitting in the cage? <laughs> yep. Yep. Is it pooping? Sure is. Does it sometimes eat the poo? Uh huh. Oh, sounds God. like a guinea pig to me. Oh, wait a minute! It eats its own poo, and you want to eat the fucking thing, Tom? <laughs> All the rodents fuck? do. It's not yeah. fucking human centipede. The fucking guinea pig. Oh, like, what is, the- <laughs> it's a guinea pig centipede. I don't understand what's happening. I want to eat its delicious muscle meat. That's oh. all I'm saying. Well, its muscle meat is made of poo, then. <laughs> We, we have gotten emails, I think, or comments in the past about chiropractors. Um, and somebody had said, I thought somebody had said, I thought they were overseas maybe, and they were like, like, what's, what's, why are you guys bagging on chiropractors? And I don't know how they are in other parts of the world, but I'm going to read you, and this is exactly what a chiropractor thinks over here. A chiropractor promotes the flow of energy within the body. Anywhere there's an obstruction or a blockage of energy due to subluxation, I don't know if I'm saying that right, or dysfunctional group of muscles, what the chiropractor does is normalize that function. So the chiropractor is lying to you is what the chiropractor is doing. Right. Because none of that shit is real. None of it is real. That's not a real thing, what what they said. Now – Chiropractors may be able to do something with the back. I don't know. I've I've read I've read conflicting studies on that very thing. 
that some people think that they can do okay with the back. Some people don't think they can do okay with the back because they're not really doing anything. <laughs> I tend to think that chiropractors don't do anything. When my, you know, it's like cracking your knuckles to get rid of a migraine. It doesn't make any sense. There's no, there's no science to back it up. It, the, most of the stuff that they do over here when they talk about, oh, well, the chiropractor fucking can get rid of all of these. They have a fucking list of things that they can get rid of. Oh, yeah. They always like, do. Yeah. And you're like, no, you can't get rid of any of those things. What you do is you offer a placebo because you cracked my back. That's what you did. Or you made me sit in a fucking chamber or you fucking rub my feet or whatever the fuck they did. You know, they didn't do anything. <laughs> they just made you think it's better. OK, it's the same thing as taking the dumb supplements. It's the same thing as getting fucking, uh, you know, getting Reiki, getting uh, the healing hands therapy, whatever that's – whatever. It's all encompassed in the same thing. It's all bullshit. But the – it's you know, this is as useless as a fucking animal psychologist because – or, you know, an animal psychic, both of those things. I'm just like, you know what? It's an animal, okay? It doesn't need any of that stuff. The idea that these guys are like fixing these animals and like making them all better where where regular medicine has failed makes me so dubious of everything that they've done. I'm just like I don't believe anything in this article. Well, why would you? Uh, what what possible point in this in this article the guy talks about people saying he says, "I know people who have adjusted pigs, goats and rodeo bulls." Later on, he says, in Southern California, Dr. Rod Bach has tended to an elephant, a paralyzed iguana. A paralyzed iguana, Cecil. A turkey. A, tur- a turkey. These are foods. Yeah, like, those are, you, are food animals. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we've got turkey. We've got, we've got, he has basically tended to an entire Thanksgiving dinner. Like, that is what he has tended to. <laughs> you may as well adjust a fucking sweet potato. It's a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> and it, later early in the article, which is far too long to, for, to to merit the subject, later in the article he says some crazy shit like, yeah, you know, there was this dog and the dog was having seizures and I went to pet the dog and the dog had a seizure and then they gave it an adjustment and then it lived for another six years. And so then it says, that immediately made a convert. Why does something that takes six years immediately do anything? <laughs> How does that work? Like, oh, well, on the spot, you changed my mind. And by on the spot, I mean gradually over the course of more than half a decade. Yeah. What? That's not the same fucking thing at all. The, the article is internally inconsistent. But beyond that, it's just a silly fucking thing to do. If Even if this were to work, you know, if you are a veterinarian, it doesn't mean that you're a goddamned expert in every fucking animal other than people. That's not how veterinarians work. You know, veterinarians are experts at, you know, there's there's small animal, there's large animal, there's equine, there's, you know, zoological veterinarians, and the zoological veterinarians then have to sometimes specialize in certain kinds of animals. You know, you can't sell me this fucking bullshit idea that even if the principles behind chiropractic were true, which I have seen no reason to think that they were. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That there, wouldn't you have to be a fucking expert in that animal? How is adjusting an elephant going to be anything like adjusting a How snake? How the fuck do you adjust an elephant? I don't know. What would How you adjust it with a bulldozer? Look, man, I, don't, 
I went to a chiropractor when I was a dumb person who got talked into going to a chiropractor a long time ago. And my fucked my back up and they said, you should go see the chiropractor. This fucking guy fucking broke. He fucking cracked my back for fucking 10 minutes and I fucking hurt worse than when I went in there. And it fucking went away after four or five days, which is what it was going to do anyway. And I paid the guy. I was a college student. I had to pay the guy fucking $380 to fucking make me hurt more than I already did for 10 minutes. And then it fucking still didn't do anything. But, you know, that dude had to fucking lean on me to fucking crack my... How the fuck are you cracking an elephant's back? What are you using, a fucking skid steer? I know. You'd have to hit him with a fucking Abrams tank. Yeah. You know? And if and if the same held true, wouldn't every time you touched one of these small animals, wouldn't you be cracking their back? Yeah. Like, think think about it proportionally. Like, you pick up a fucking hamster. Because hamster's mentioned in this fucking article. A hamster weighs like six ounces. Like, it's a, it's a fucking marvel when I don't crush it in my hand like jelly. Like, that's, it's unbelievable, the idea that you would just be like, I just, and what about a snake? That's the part that's unbelievable to me. It's like a snake. It's, it's not even a mammal, for God's sake. It's not even a fucking mammal. We're just going to fix it with chiropractic. How is the snake sick? I got a snake. He's not feeling good. How do you know? Uh, I don't know. He's just, it's a snake. Well, you know, if he's not eating, you take him to the vet. What do you what do you take him to the fucking chiropractor so you could swing him over his head and crack his back? <laughs> that's a lasso. Like, like, really? Like, that's what you chose to do? I think, you know, like, I think that's neglect of an animal when you take it to some place like this. Like, that's just ridiculous. And all of this shit is just, like, first-person accounts of some shit I that know. might have happened. Yeah, right. And you're just like, great. You know, I've heard a lot of first-person accounts of a lot of shit. And let me tell you, none of that shit holds water to me. You know, I've heard a shit ton of fucking conspiracy theories and other garbage that people would swear is true. There's a bunch of people who think they've seen UFOs, man. And ghosts and all that. I ain't never Aliens. met no fucking UFO. I ain't never met no ghost. You know, when it happens to me, maybe I'll change my mind if it happens or whatever. But the fact is, is this is just anonymous fucking hearsay. That's all it is. Well, you know, you, you got you to gotta definitely adjust the rodeo bull because it's an animal you tie a rope around its dick. And then ride around in a fucking arena. So you want to make sure his back feels okay. Yeah, no, you got to make sure the back is fine. The balls and the cock. Right. Nobody cares. Yeah, we'll just, we're just going to, don't worry, we'll get you some chiropractic care. But first I have to cinch this rope over your testicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then hop on your ass and ride around going woohoo, woohoo for eight seconds. I want to ask somebody, I don't know if anybody's read it, but there's a fucking book called Chicken Soup for the Chiropractor's Soul. Oh my what does it tell God. you how to fucking milk more boat payments out of your customers? <laughs> Those people are fucking crooks. That's all I'm they saying. Are. They're fucking crooks. When they, and they, you, you know, you were talking before, like, they all say, like, oh, we can fix allergies and we can fix asthma and we can fix migraines and we can fix fucking ingrown toenails and we can fix fucking dandruff and we can fix autism and we can fix... You know, it, there's no list. Like, there's nothing no. they can't fix. Why do we even have, if it worked, why do we even have any other medicines? No, there's no reason to. You should just go, like, every time you should just go to the chiropractor. And they fucking, they adjust fucking babies and kids and, like, they fucking put little kids on that fucking yeah. and table elderly, and crack their neck. Yeah, everybody. Like, a crack, a, crack a kid's neck that age? Man, I'd be I, – that's some crazy shit. And they do infants? Like infants. Infants, yeah. Tiny little like day old. Ugh. Tiny little 
you know, and and the other thing is, man, if it was that, if, wouldn't everybody walking in and out of the chiropractor's office, you know, if you if you took a poll, like, because those people want you to go once a week, you know, it's always they they always tell it to sell it to you like uh, like maintenance care, you gotta maintain it, really. Evolution did a pretty fucking bad job of building this animal then. Yeah. Because we kind of got all the way here without the invention of chiropractic, and we were doing fine. Now all of a sudden, once a week, I have to come to you and have you fucking massage my giblets? This is crazy. Yeah. No kidding, right? <laughs> We want to, first, we want to thank some people who gave us some cash. Uh, we want to thank Richard, Eric, Paul, and Michael for uh, their generous donations. Thank everybody who gives us generous donations. Tom and I talked about it today. We're going to decide. We decided that we're going to cap the uh, the fund uh, at a certain point. So uh, so we at this point have collected quite a good sum, and we're going to keep it up for a couple weeks. But chances are, we're probably going to reach that cap pretty soon, and we're going to take the donate buttons down. Uh, because uh, because we think that we've we've collected we're we're close to collecting as much money as we'll need to go to TAM, and we we certainly don't feel like you the listeners owe us for the show. So yeah, we no. appreciate everything we, that you're yeah. doing for us. Thank you. Yeah, but we but after after the TAM money sort of collected, we're probably going to take uh, we're going to definitely take the TAM button down once right. we think we've gotten to that point, and we might keep the the maintenance fund up, but we'll probably cap it at a small amount. We got a bunch of voicemail and uh, and a bunch of contest entries, so I'm going to try to uh, to talk about each one, uh, and uh, and I'm also going to play. I'm actually going to play a, a voicemail that I played last week. Um, I'm going to play it again because we failed to answer the question. So here's all of the uh, the voicemails and things that we got. Call this long way from home. Long way from home. Long way from home. Long way from home, long way from home. Yeah, this is Wally Weeksauce. You guys don't know much about the country where that kid got his head cut off. The correct pronunciation, gentlemen, quote unquote, is... guys, glory hole. Why have a message service set up to ask people what they think and then only restrict them to one word, guys? Glory hole, anyway. And here we go. I know you've already done the competition, or I think you have, but here we go. Hello! Guys, this is Robbie calling. I may be too late for my rendition, but I thought I'd give it a go anyway. Here we go.
not late for the uh, Muslim call to prayer submission. By the grace of faith, God, I hope that you guys have had a delay in recording. Uh, yeah, so here, here's my uh, submission. Uh, glory hole, also. Here we go. A long black cock, long black cock. A long black cock, long black cock. Yeah. Hail and well met again, Cecil and Thomas. It is Sir Andrew. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Your favorite local druid. This is my entry, and it's for all the geeks out there and all the all the sci-fi guys, which I suppose just as uh, story-wise, just as true and just as real as everybody else's uh, lovely monotheic real sense and religion. But let's give it a shot here. Admiral Akbar, Death Star. Have a good night, guys. A call to cognitive dissidents. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. show once before about the stupid church signs, but I forgot to say my name, so I'm saying it now. Um, I just had a quick question for you guys. You guys have, you do such a great job interviewing people, and you have such a great dynamic, and the conversations are always interesting, I especially love when you guys talk to that guy from um, Mercy Side Skeptics. Would you guys ever interview someone like Richard Dawkins or Daniel Dennett? Um, or Sam Harris at all? Like, would they, you guys, like, reached out to them? Like, they would, if they'd be interested in doing the show? Because if so, it'd be really great to hear one of those episodes. Um, okay. Thank you, guys. Love the show. Bye. So, first, we have uh, Pekka, who left, uh, who left a call to prayer. Then we also had another call to prayer left by Rob, and one by Carlos. There was another entry in there. And then, um... Sir Andrew, the Druid, left us a voicemail, and he left us his quite dorky uh, and also quite, I, I thought, quite awesome uh, uh, call to prayer. I wish he would have worked in It's a Trap in there. He, <laughs> let, he, did, he, did do, he did do Death Star at the end, but I was hoping he would have done like, it's a trap. You know, like I thought I was hoping for that. But it was still very good, Sir Andrew. Thanks for, uh, for calling. There was a British guy who left an entry, Tom, and there was like – Ten straight seconds that I don't understand what he's saying. I think it's partly because the the phone line is not good. I'm yeah, not that's, saying that's a but, big part of it. But I, yeah. but that's a big part. But it sounds like all the words kind of go in one order. But I did. Th- I I love how his ended. I laughed out loud at how his how his ended. Um, Brady called and left one as well. And then we got uh, 
We got one from Robbie who left one, and I thought Robbie's was very good. I did too. Yeah, very Robbie's funny. was funny. Yeah. I liked how he kept the beat throughout the entire thing. Uh, and then Wally called up and uh, had a little short correction, which we thought was quite hilarious. So thank you, everyone, for calling in. We got a bunch more we couldn't play because they're just they're going to take up the whole show if we just keep playing them. But thank which you, would everybody, be an improvement over the rest yeah, of the show. Probably be an improvement. It would be like our voicemail right. would be way better. But uh, but thank everyone for calling and for leaving uh, short clips and things to us. We appreciate it. Um, but like we said, we can't play them all. Now, I did play one from last week, and that was Tamika's or Shamika's. I'm not sure which one. I can't tell because the way the the voice bounces over. But she said last week, and we forgot to address this, Tom. She said, do you guys have any interest in in contacting, say, Richard Dawkins or oh, Daniel yeah. Dennett or <laughs> Sam Harris? And she said, you know, have you reached out to them? And I wanted to tell people that we have reached out to one of them. We reached out to Sam Harris and we've reached out to him twice. Um, I contacted his PR person twice in a row and I've never – we haven't gotten a single bit of response back. And I suspect that's probably because it's a PR person and they think who gives a shit about a podcast. But my suggestion is if you guys are interested in hearing Sam Harris on our show, maybe tweet at him and let him know that you would like to hear him on, his show, on this show. Or maybe go to his Facebook page and say, hey, the guys from Cognitive Dissonance contacted your PR person. Did you decide to come on the show? Because when the thing blew up with him, Sam Harris recently, Sam Harris had this um, – that thing that blew up with him and Glenn Greenwald. I actually sent that night. I sent his PR person for this. This is the second time I tried to contact them. I sent them a message and said, hey, we'd love to have Sam come on and tell his part of – his side of the story. Would he be interested? And I know he's doing a book and I know he's very busy. Um, but I haven't heard anything back. So if you guys want to help out and you think that, you know, maybe you could get us Sam Harris somehow by texting him or tweeting him or whatever they, you know, the, those kids are doing, those crazy <laughs> kids are doing these days. I say give it a try. Give it a shot. We'd love to interview Sam Harris. He's one of uh, the people that we really in, enjoy reading his work. Um, and I think we might have a really good conversation with him. I don't know how funny it would be. But I think it would be a pretty cool conversation. I think we'd just be in awe and just let him talk the whole time. But Yeah, if we're going to get a big fish, we need bigger bait. And yeah. some of you guys may be able to offer yeah, some of that bait. Yeah, but we are not that bait. No, and, we you are know, yeah. pathetic. Like, we are the yeah. bait. Like, we're just a dangling hook. Yeah, nobody like, cares. <laughs> yeah. Really, nobody cares. And we, you know, to be honest. We know that. Um, Richard Dawkins, I, I would talk to Richard Dawkins, too, and I think he would be fun to talk to. Um, I don't really know a lot about Daniel Dennett, to be honest. Um, I, he's he's a he's a guy who does uh, debates, right, Tom? Yeah, I've I've heard his debates any number of times, and I, he would be an interesting guy to have on. I, you know, the the um, the thing about having a, a Dennett or a Dawkins on um, is I think that they're used to a certain format. Um, I've heard Sam Harris like on Rogan's show, yeah, and he seems like he seems like somebody you can have a real kind of comfortable relaxed sort of conversation about and also his interests are such that um i think they would dovetail with some of the things that we've talked about on this show as far as um not just talking about you know whether or not uh religions are true or untrue um or or the various merits of scientific principles um but kind of some more philosophical and social concepts which i think you and I could just have a good time talking with yeah. him. Yeah, and he's also a gun owner yeah, and a gun rights right. activist, which would be interesting. I think our views may clash a little there, but you know, 
He's also anti-Islamic like us, which would be great. You know, that's <laughs> an thing. Islamophobe. Yeah, he's an Islamophobe. Right. Uh, you know, but it, but it, to, to answer your question, yes, we've tried and yes, we failed. So <laughs> if there's any way you can help out, great. If not, you know, just understand that we have tried. It's just not it's just not, we just don't have a big enough name to get those people on our show. That's right. all. Not even close. We got an email from uh, from Dean and Dean says, I recently discovered your podcast and enjoy it. I'm not I'm not sure you've explained Tam and why you want to go. However, being a new listener. I would like to know more about it. Uh, TAM is the amazing meeting, Dean. It's held, uh, I think, every year in July. It's in Las Vegas this year. I, I know that they've moved it around. I think they've moved it around in the past. But it's in Las Vegas this year, um, and it's a three-day uh, skeptical conference. And uh, the person who it's based after is uh, the amazing Randy, and he was a skeptic for many years. And uh, sort of he's the guy who has the uh, the Randy's challenge, which is the million-dollar challenge. Uh, to anyone who can prove paranormal uh, – something paranormal exists, they can get a million dollars if they follow a scientific rigorous test and no one yet has collected the million dollars. And I think there's been several people who have tried to do it and they've failed. So that's what the amazing meeting is and it happens every year in July. Uh, you can – if you search for TAM 2013 in Google, you will find stuff about it. So you'll be able to find the page and find out who's speaking and what they're talking about and things like that. Uh, dumbass sent a message. Dumbass sent a message, and I I posted a hashtag blame Tom the other day, and it's funny because uh, because it looks like hashtag blame Tom is kind of a thing, and uh, and there's a bunch of different uh, people who were tweeting well before I put blame Tom for our late show last time. Uh, there was a lot of people who were talking about Blame Tom, and I clicked on the hashtag and I saw it. One thing I regret, though, is that I also accidentally clicked on hashtag Glory Hole. Oh, no. And, um, oh. you know, I just I just wasn't thinking. I was just like, you what? know, let me like, – you know, I'm just curious. Are people really talking about – and I clicked, and there are no. an enormous amount of people talking and tweeting pictures of Glory Holes. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. And some of those Glory Holes – are not for me. It turns out no. not not for me. So uh, oh. the first one was just a dude with a dick in his mouth. You oh, know, like very first one. It's like, oh, there startling. you go. That's that's startling. And I'm glad I opened that at work. Okay, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Send unemployment checks yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> but dumbass, that's funny because I noticed that too. I wound up clicking on that on that hashtag. We got a very funny email from Lars who left a. Improved audio is gargling uh, uh, call to prayer, which we will almost certainly use in the future. But, Tom, some of this letter is very, very funny. Yeah, particularly his postscripts. Um, P.S. Eggnog is a fine beverage. One only needs to press the inevitable thoughts of other fluids of a similar viscosity and color to thoroughly enjoy its <laughs> sweet, beguiling flavor. <laughs> While I, myself, prefer to gargle my oh. eggnog. I don't think you have a choice. I think everybody has to guard. Yeah, that's because it's you're, as you desperately yeah. are struggling to swallow your yeah, body is to attempting breathe. to reject. You're trying to breathe after you drank it, and Ugh. that just sounds like a gargle. Ugh. I understand that some tastes run along different tracks. You might not enjoy it. I suppose I should not judge your characters too harshly for your lapse of taste. Perhaps you have not tried gargling, a delicate art of which I am, I like to think, a talented amateur. Your eggnog. And this is why you have had the misfortune to not know the joys of this nog, which is so eggnog. I, I, I wouldn't gargle eggnog for 5000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't 5, do it. 5000 
sex. I wouldn't do it. Dude. I'd, fuck, I'd get a fucking facial in exile <laughs> for fucking $5,000. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, God. No. I'd fucking load it in a fake cock and shoot it on my face. <laughs> nope. No, man, that's awful shit. I'll tell you what, it'd be in my beard and shit, and I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be counting my fatty banks, man. So Cork sent an email, uh, and Cork says that years ago he used to teach next door to a history teacher that had a three-week unit on the Kennedy assassination. He had a self-printed pamphlet. Drew Daily Plaza on the background on the blackboard with little dotted lines showing bullet trajectories to the minute timelines. Grassy Knoll guy and the mystery man behind the fence. Russians, Cubans, and the mafia at the inner uh, at at the public inner city high school. Last I heard, the guy's still teaching. I taught my kids to walk by his classroom. <laughs> Shout out one <laughs> shooter, one shooter. I love that, Tom. You thought another part of his email was pretty funny. Yeah, he says I mentioned your show in my history class a few months ago, and I read that and I thought, really, you mentioned our show in a history class? I hope. This is a, uh, like, English as a second language or something. (laughs) English as a second language would be awesome. English as, like, a fucking fourth language would be the only way. English as a second language would be awesome. Could you imagine them walking up, they buy something, and afterwards they're like, glory hole. And then they walk away. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm picturing, like, one of those, like, citizens classes where it's like a whole like menagerie of people from across the world and they're all yeah. like repeat after me glory hole you know and you hear it like nine different international accents <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah this is uh, a little surprising that we yeah, would be mentioned I, I mean i don't know maybe he's got tenure tom maybe it doesn't matter at this the point only way that's yeah, the only that's way, the you only way you're, you're telling people in your class to listen to our show right right um Hopefully it's well, kindergartners. I just hope it's kindergartners. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I wouldn't let my kid listen to this show. Are you kidding me? I think I think this show, I think, you know, at 12 and 13, I was probably using this language, but I probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. So I think maybe, you know, you're looking at 15 years old. I'm thinking, okay, you're old enough. Yeah, fine. No problem. You know, yeah. you're going to find it on your own anyhow. Yeah. You know, you're going to, I mean, come on. It's. 2013. Look, at 15, you are searching the internet for glory holes. Right. I mean, let's be honest. You're hashtag yeah. surfing. Yeah. You are hashtag <laughs> surfing. So that wraps it up for a, another awesome, uh, the second 97th episode we've done this year. Details. Uh, so, <laughs> so be sure to tune in next week for episode 97, and we leave you as always with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. 
doubt even this. The statements made on this program do not express the views or opinions of anybody, not even the host. Any resemblance to coherent thoughts or ideas is purely accidental. Cecil and Tom are committed to minimizing all such misunderstandings.